Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast Season 3, Episode 3. In today's episode, I sit down with Betty, someone that I've known uh, from my teaching life, and we talk about motherhood, we talk about creativity, we talk about the challenges in life and how we overcome them and what it means to live and joy, how to work through life when challenges come up, and just so many golden nuggets of information for you in this episode. I am so excited to share this with you, and please subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Okay, so we're here with Betty, and Betty, if you want to share something about yourself or kind of introduce yourself to whoever's listening. Hi, my name is Betty Nardelli, and I am a teacher, and I'm a mother, and I'm a woman who is full of life and loves every minute I spend on this planet. Um, Had a lot of different things happen in my life, a lot of successes, a lot of triumphs, a lot of tragedies, but, you know, so grateful that, you know, I have a good attitude and I have a a God that I believe in and lots of friends and family that, you know, I count on for everything. So I'm happy to be here and be a part of this podcast. Yeah. So whenever I was coming up with the list of people, I'm like, who can I interview? I was trying to like focus on people that have that kind of joy for life. And your name popped up right away. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to interview Betty. Like, I have to see what she answers to these questions because, you know, I'm in the middle of, you know, the beginning stages of motherhood, you could call them. And it's hard. And yeah. I think sometimes people don't want to talk about the hard stuff because it's hard. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all, you know, and like with teaching, you know, the experience I have under my belt and things like that, I just, I don't think people realize like the day-to-day stuff that happens um and Mm -hmm. so I'm trying to find people that I've known like in real life and that I've seen kind of uh that spark in their eyes and so your name came up in my head Mm -hmm. I get Betty on this podcast so thank you so much for being here all right so I have just about three questions and then you answer and however long it is then um I will have to cut this off at 40 minutes because I'm doing the free version of zoom (laughs) Um, so that keeps me from going over to like five hours so that's good (laughs) because we love to talk right (laughs) yeah so the first question I have is what does creativity mean to you creativity yes creativity means being um true to yourself and honoring whatever gifts and talents you may have and sometimes we don't know what they are because we haven't been able to you know tap into them so to speak and then sometimes you might hear a song on the radio or something and go oh you know and like we might realize that we have a lot of different creative things that you know we do and I think a lot of times like for myself speaking of course Mm -hmm. when I was younger you know I felt like a lot of my creativity was stifled because there was you know I came from a large family and there was eight of us and I was the baby of the family and it was like they were tired by then no and there was you know (laughs) a lot going on it's like you know kind of squelching some of that stuff so you kind of keep it under you know when you don't share it with a lot of people you know but then things start to happen in your life and you meet new people and things like that and it helps to spark your creativity so I think creativity is like being um you know honoring yourself and your things that you like to do whether you're musically inclined or you know 
whatever. It's <laughs> funny because I interviewed my husband for the first episode and we did yeah. it last night and uh, he's super musically talented. Like ridic- wow. it's ridiculous how musically talented he is. I get so mad at it because it's so awesome. Um, <laughs> that's great. That's funny how, you know, we all, we talked about that a little bit, how we all have different aspects. Um, we approach it from different angles, I guess you could say. Now mm-hmm. you are a preschool teacher, yes? Or yeah, kindergarten or developmental preschool. Okay. I'm, yeah, which means I just got my special ed endorsement. I saw that. Congratulations. Really cool. Yeah, and um, I have children. That, a lot of children are nonverbal, you know, and um, I only have like 15 students, like seven in the morning. It's like an AM, PM, an AM class and a PM class, and um, yeah, they're awesome, you know. And I had a parent tell me like, my boy didn't speak, and all of a sudden he speaks. Like I feel like trying to captivate children all the time is by being, you know, energetic, you know, and trying to entertain them. In fact, when we started online, I had um, our speech pathologist said, you know, the kids keep asking me, when is the Dr. Nardelli show starting? Aww. Like it's a show, you know, and oh it's God, cool. <laughs> you should have a show. That would be so awesome. <laughs> it's so funny, you know, because like you have to try to engage them in this little, you know, screen. It's like, so cool, you know, yeah. so, but it's um, a lot of fun, you know. So, and I know you've taught kindergarten for many years as well. Kindergarten, um, second grade. So right. I just I just finished thirty three years of teaching. Oh my gosh, that is wow. I mean, so awesome. <laughs> and you can see the passion when you do it every day. Like I think that's something that newer teachers really have to hold on to and see that in other classrooms. And so I hope that you know if there are teachers listening to this, which I know some of them are, they can hear some of the excitement still in your voice, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is awesome. All right. So the next question I have is, tell me about motherhood. Like I mentioned before, I'm kind of in the trenches of like the hard, I don't want to call it the hard stuff, but you know, like the young, when they're young, um, Mm -hmm. what are the challenges that you face that you want to share about or some of your best moments in motherhood? Oh, well, motherhood, my baby is my life. My baby's 25 now and she's having a baby. (laughs) So exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But um, my daughter is my life, you know, and uh, I grew up, I grew up, she grew up with me, you know, and of course, and um, her, her dad and I were together only for about a year and a half. And then um, we divorced. So that was hard too, being a single parent. But one of the great things that uh, happened for me was I had a close family and my mom and sisters were able to help with her, you know, when she was growing up and things like that. And, you know, relationships is everything to me you know I think that's what it's all about with teaching with motherhood like you have to have that connection and that relationship with them as they grow up you know become teenagers and start getting into the real world outside of that wonderful family unit that you think you've created with all these values and they're never going to do this and they're never going to try that you know and it's like wait a minute where are you going what are you doing we're over here you know that kind of stuff you know but um I've been through a lot of stuff with my daughter, you know, ups and downs. And, you know, we both suffered from addiction personally, myself and her as well. And, you know, she's on the path of goodness right now. And that's a beautiful thing, you know, but one thing is we've always had a very tight relationship and she's always felt, you know, she was able to communicate with me sometimes too much. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like, do I really want to hear all this? I don't know about all this, but, you know, it's, it's important to do that, to keep the lines of communication. And we'd argue and we'd have our, you know, trials and things like that. But like, Parenting is such a wonderful thing, you know, to be able to be there for your kids and set up those boundaries and, you know, 
let him have the ice cream one day or, you know, this or that, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's like, it is hard, you know, cause you know, you have to do life and all this stuff creeps in the other way. And then your kid is at you and you, and if you have more than one, you know, you know, how do we balance that? You know, the, the, the relationship, our spouse, our significant other, you know, our children, you know, work, the phone ringing, yeah. <laughs> self-care, you know, when you're highly sensitive and it's like, oh my wait gosh. a minute, this is about me. I don't have time for you right now. You know, can you just wait right here? No, they can't, you know, they can't wait. You know what I mean? And that's like the immediacy and the urgency of it, you know, and you know, we need to, to embrace ourselves and know that, you know, we are strong. We are wonderful, dedicated moms and that we can do this, you know, and we are okay. And our kids are going to see that, you know, and they're going to feel that. And I think the biggest thing is, you know, we don't react. We don't um, like, what was I trying to say? Um, like we respond to stuff, you know, we don't like have to react to everything, you know, okay, because yeah. we're going to hear stuff or, you know, it's like, whoa, you know, but okay. All right knowing this, what are we going to do moving forward? You know, we all have the solution, you know, if we go within and we quiet ourselves and give us, you know, that time to just say, it's going to be okay. Breathe, basically. Breathe. Yeah. You know, cause that keeps you alive. Breathing keeps you alive. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, have, I have a note by my desk that says breathing keeps you alive because it is. <laughs> and, and I think you mentioned something really uh, important for me personally is that, you know, the highly sensitive piece is there's a lot of introspection that needs to happen in order for us to be at our best, because you're right, there are so many things coming at you. Um, so the balance for sure has been one of my biggest challenges. And I talk about this on the podcast all the time, like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I think it'll be okay. Um, what would you say have been some of your best moments? And I'm sure one of the best ones is yet to come soon. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, you know, one of the best moments just came up on a memory and Facebook actually was when she graduated from high school because that almost Aww. didn't happen. <laughs> and there it is. Oh, wow. Man, look Eight at those smiles. Ago, that was high school. And, you know, she struggled, you know, through high school. That was her adolescence. And she was off and running and doing, you know, and trying different things. And it was really, really hard, you know, so that was a joy to see her actually graduate from high school, you know, and then move forward and do other things in her life, which was great. So those are, you know, just also, you know, my daughter is sober and I'm sober and we're recovering alcoholic. And that is a joy for us. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think back to the little days, you know, cause I know you have young children and yeah. you know, maybe young listeners and stuff, but the biggest thing I think, you know, is the family, you know, and, and the close relationships and just always trying to be there for your kids and having that trust, you know, so that they do come to you and they do share their, their life with you when they're in trouble, not only when, you know, and feeling that safety unit that I feel safe, I can tell my mom that I just, you know, broke the lamp over there or whatever, you know, those kinds of things that I didn't necessarily have growing up myself, but tried to provide that for my own child because I know that's, you know, it's really hard because then we have esteem issues as children, you know, and, you know, all that stuff filters down, you know, when you know, parents are struggling and, you know, and it, it's reality, it's life, it's going to happen. But, you know, when we do have those times where we could sit down as a family and break bread and say, you know what, today I got a little upset with you because of blah, 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 you know, like those kinds of things, having those conversations, that is rich, you know, to be able to do that, you know, and say, you know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, I apologize. You know, I really didn't want to do that. But like, here's where my fear was, you know, this is why I had to make this decision, 
you know, and you may not be on board and you may not understand it, but you know, this is what's going on. This is what, you know, I love that. No, for sure. And I think too, you know, I, I, I read somewhere, I don't know, I'm constantly trying to read and listen to podcasts and audiobooks. I'm constantly getting information, which is great and not so great sometimes, but it's, <laughs> if they don't tell you about the little things, they'll never tell you about the big things. And whenever I'm kind of in the middle of like overwhelmed and my son tries to tell me something really small and trivial, I try to keep that in mind so hard because it's true. You know, if he feels like he can't come to me with the little things, what makes me think that he's going to come later with the big thing? So it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. It's, it's, I try to just keep that in mind too. And I mean, yeah, there's been, even at six years old, there's stuff that he shares and I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't think that he was aware of that or yeah. he's got questions and he's got thoughts and ideas and it's awesome. And I don't yeah. ever want him to feel like he can't share those things with us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's, but it is, it is a balance because I feel, especially as women, I, I think it's, mm-hmm in a society where maybe we're not I don't know I don't want to say that we don't put our foot down enough but we take on so much right. and mm-hmm. do it without meaning to you know there's times when I was teaching I'd be part of like 10 different committees and I'm like how did I get here I know you know that consciousness I think like because like you're saying we're on these committees we're gonna, okay we're gonna help everybody we're gonna do this and even when they come bring up that little picture that says I love you mom or whatever like it may seem insignificant it's like really I've got bigger fish to fry right now you know I'm doing this right you know what but all of those little messages that we're sending to them and even if it's non-verbal or if you look at them a certain way like they are taking all of that in and like of course you know we don't like being conscious of it is like the first step it's like okay Mm -hmm. you know i have to remember that each time this child comes to me that you know it's important you know to them you know and even though it may seem like it's nothing like oh i like the blue one oh good for you you know what i mean like it's just (laughs) you know come on i have stuff to do but it's like it's huge you know and that's up for sure yeah um and then you kind of touched on this a little bit too but I think it's important as parents to realize that the way that we might've been raised is not going to work for our children. And I think that's a big aha parenting moment that I've had that, you know, like I know what the research says and like, I'm aware of like what the best ways to raise for my family, what the best ways to raise my child is. And yet sometimes I find myself doing things that don't necessarily align and so we have to go back and I've told my mom this before like I don't blame her for a lot of the things that happened but it's we have to do so much healing on our own yeah and that's hard and I I think that's what people when they say motherhood is hard I think maybe that's what they're trying to say yeah it's not necessarily the mothering piece but it's the healing piece that has to happen within us because if we don't do that it does you're right it trickles down um, and I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but like, that's one of the main reasons why I quit teaching was because I was passing down a lot of like anxiety behaviors onto my son. And I'm like, I need to just realign myself with what I believe is true for me. Um, that's such a beautiful thing. You've honored the self, you know, and you were aware of that. And, you know, so you dealt with that and you took care of that. And what a gift to you and your family, you know, that's awesome. It was hard because you know how much I love teaching. Like it is. It was, yeah. it's, you have to kind of make those choices. Um, but all right, my last question is, how can we encourage and inspire the next generation to live authentically and purposefully? 
Well, just be yourself, honey. No, no. I mean, like the thing is, it's like we have to look at the bright side of things. You know, it, there is a solution to everything. There really, really is. I mean, we are too blessed to be stressed. You know, I mean, recently I went through uh, stage three colon cancer like two years ago. I had no clue I had it. You know, there was no signs. There was no symptoms. I just went to the doctor because my sister had passed from cancer a couple of years prior. And so we all went to the doctor and everything. And I was 55 years old and he goes, you should really get a colonoscopy. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you're supposed to get them at 50. And so I went and they found a tumor. Like, and oh my gosh, I could have died. You know what I mean? But because I had no signs and no symptoms, like nothing out of the ordinary. So, I mean, like that was a shock, a wake up call. And I remember like, you know, getting on my knees and going, no, this, I have so much work to do here on this earth. I have a baby. I, you know, my baby is still 25. I still call her my baby. You know what I mean? Like I have so much work to do here on this earth, you know? I mean, and it's like, I can see how when I was going through chemo that I could have like really gone in and withdrawn and depressed and, you know, but I, I chose to say, you know what? I'm going to take my anti-nausea meds. I'm going to get up. I'm going to watch a comedy show. I'm going to do fun stuff. I'm going to read good literature. I'm going to read prayers. I'm going to do this. I love this book, The Language of Letting Go. This is one of my um, my daily meditations that I do. And then like for school, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't feed the teachers, they eat the students. You like, you know, awesome. it, it, it's about like, you know, you have to take care of yourself. You have to be the temple that is healthy and strong and fulfill that so you can then turn, you know, and be there for your family and your children and everything. I don't even remember what you asked me, but like I went off on a tangent. <laughs> I love that. No, I love it. Um, how can we encourage and inspire the next generation? So oh, knowing all of yes. that, what, what do we do? Because a lot, and you mentioned this too earlier was a lot, especially, and I see it a lot, you know, cause I taught first grade right around that age. A lot of kids have that spark. Mm -hmm. And then it disappears or it gets yeah. stifled out of them because of the system, yeah. because of whatever, there's so many reasons that it could happen. So what do we do, you know, so that doesn't happen? How do we encourage and inspire them to keep that spark? I think the whole thing, again, I'll bring back to is relationships. You know, we have to know our students, you know, they don't all fit under this one mold. We can't just say, okay, this is how we're going to teach reading. This is how we're going to teach not every child, you know, learns that way. You know, we have to see who our kids are, what's important to them, spend, you know, time with them to find out their needs and their passions. And, you know, if they like helicopters or if they like Barbie dolls or, you know, what is it that is going to engage them, you know, and, and get that. When you have that spark with them and they look in your eyes and you have them, then you can go anywhere, you know, then you, you know, they will, and you know, they need to know that exists, you know, they may not have that opportunity at home. So once they have it once with a teacher, they can have it again with another teacher, even though that teacher may not give that same gift, you know, they know it exists, they can feel it, they felt it before, and they can feel it again, that spark, you know, once it's been ignited, we know we can get there, you know, it may be buried, you know, with different things in our life that happens. Way down there, yeah, way down in there. there. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's there, you know, but to, to, for them to have felt it and to be able to know that, you know, this person, this teacher cares about me, you know, I mean, this is something that I found that I give to my, I gave to graduates who I taught kindergarten and they were going into the eighth grade. These are just little messages Aww. I would send them. And, you know, I, they're, friends of mine on Facebook that I used to teach kindergarten and they remember these things, you know, and it's like, 
it's just making that connection that you care, you know, about them and they feel that and know that. So that's what I feel. It's the same way with adults too. I mean, you think about your adult relationships you have with people and, Mm -hmm. you know, coworkers, whether it's your family and it's like, I don't ever remember being like, Oh, there's this one big special event that mattered so much to me. (laughs) No, it's, it's all the little things that add up. And, you know, just thinking of the relationship with my husband, for example, it's not, that he brings me flowers on Valentine's Day, although, you know, those are nice too. I don't love flowers, but you know, but it's the fact that he will help with the dishes after a long day, every Mm -hmm. single day, without me having to tell him, like, tiny little things that just kind of build up over time, so that makes perfect sense for, you know, for me. Um, All right, is there anything else that you would like to say about creativity or motherhood or life? Um, to, To just, you know, honor yourself, you know, so that you can be, you know, strong and know that you're doing the best you can do, you know, because a lot of times I think we badger ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves. Like, oh, I'm not doing this right. I'm not doing the right mother. You know, we didn't come with a little book that says here, this is how you do it. You know, it's like, you know, we have to learn through our struggles and our passions and, you know, and just know that, you know, the best thing you could do is be there and listen attentively, you know, for our families and, you know, your creative juices will come out if you feel okay doing that and you're not beating yourself up saying, oh my gosh, what am I, okay, I'm not going to do that. You know, like the mantras that we may do and create in our head, if you're anything like me, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I have to slow that roll down. Like the committee, good night, we're going to bed. No longer want to listen to your input. <laughs> exactly. You know, I didn't ask you. So I think just being true to yourself, once you figure out what that is, though, that's another piece of it, you know, you know, find out, you know, what, who you are, you know, and what's important and, you know, you can give those gifts to others, you know. Well, and I think that's the piece, you know, it's hard because people ask me, how come you left the classroom? You know, like, you're a great teacher. Why did you leave? Like, and I get that a lot. And it's, it's hard to say that without going with so much depth. But for me to just say, I needed to figure out who I was. Like most people don't know what to do with that answer. They're like, okay. But I think that's so true. And I think, I don't know that we allow a lot of adults the grace and the flexibility to do that in their lives. And so I think, you know, my, my hope with this podcast and with all the stuff I'm doing now is that I can show people you, you, you have more than enough time to go in and figure out what it is that you really want. The job mm-hmm. will still be there if you yeah, want it, yeah. like all that will still be there. But if you don't take the time to really get to know yourself and figure out what it is that you really want, yeah, that opportunity may not come up again. And then I don't know, I don't want to say what's the point, but it, it everything else kind of just, then the committee joins in and does all that. Not right. So and nice. A point for me that I think about, like, it's true. It's like, you know, people like, they don't know what to do with that. Like, you know, well, what do you mean you have to find yourself? Like society has taught us to just like, you know, do this and do that, you know? And it's like, you know, you almost feel a little bit of guilt. Like, wait a minute, maybe oh, yeah. I shouldn't do that. And it's like, no, you know, I mean, they don't understand that because they haven't tapped into that actualization yet themselves, you know? And, you know, more and more of this by doing this, promoting, you know, doing a podcast, it's like, you know, we need to have this, especially after our 
pandemic, you know, with all the social emotional, you know, like we need this desperately. So you're doing a great thing, Maria. Thank you. I'm just so excited. And I think my husband's like, so if you could get paid to do anything you love, I'm like, talking to people. He's like, oh, I don't know how that, like, we're going to make it work. I don't know how, but we're going to do it. Um, and yeah, after the pandemic and I'm, you know, from, I'm finding that everyone had very different experiences mm-hmm. during this time. And I, my hat's off to all teachers. Like I, you guys don't know this, but you might've had a lot of parents in the background silently crying because of something you were telling your students. To encourage them not that that happened to our house or anything <laughs> rolling my eyes here but you know Diego's teacher did uh, they were singing the song um, about the universe and all this stuff and the way she just like transmitted that love through the screen I don't even I can't even explain it but yeah. I'm like in the background with almost a newborn and I'm sleep deprived and everything's <laughs> kind of like falling apart and my you know kindergarten sitting there by the screen and just see it like his face just light up and I'm in the background obviously I'm like there's tears down my face (laughs) like the teacher has no idea that that moment did wonders for me not even for my kids as much but like for me so I thank you for all of all of your hard work as an educator I mean it's it does take a village and I think all of us working together and encouraging this kind of conversation and helping our kids you know because that's ultimately the work that we have to do here I guess all right, well, we are almost at the time. So is there any other recommendations? I know you brought up some books. I'll type them out and kind of other things um, that people can look into. Is there anything else like that you like to do that you might say, well, this really helped me to stay in that positive mindset? Well, I always say I'm too blessed to be stressed. You know, that's that. my mantra. You know, it's like I could always look at the good side of things because there's so much out of my control. You know, I can't okay, you hear news. Okay. We have to do this. Uh, you know, all the stuff we do instead of actually, if there's something I can change to not do that. Okay. But if I can't, then all the stress and anxiety I put on myself to, you know, try to, how am I going to do this? But, you know, it's like, it's so not worth it. Like, for example, could I read this? It's May 23rd, right? So this is today's little, um, meditation. It says life is not to be endured. Life is to be enjoyed and embraced. The belief that we must square our shoulders and get through a a meager, deprived existence for far off rewards in heaven is a codependent belief. Yes, most of us still have times when life will be stressful and challenge our endurance skills, but in recovery, we're learning to live, to enjoy our life and handle situations as they come. Our survival skills have served us well. They have gotten us through difficult times as children and adults. Our ability to freeze feelings, deny problems, deprive ourselves and cope with stress has helped us get where we are today but we're safe now. We're learning to do more than survive. We can let go of unhealthy survival behaviors. We're learning now new, better ways to protect and care for ourselves. We're free to feel our feelings, identify and solve problems and give ourselves the best. We're free to open up and come alive. Today, I will let go of my unhealthy endurance and survival skills. I will choose a new mode of living, one that allows me to be alive and endure and enjoy the adventure. Oh, I love that. I mean, I think it's great. Like it's, you know, it's just little tidbits of stuff to, you know, start your day off. Yeah. Is our brain goes the way it goes. And until we retrain that, you're gonna do, you know, the mantra like we were talking about with, you know, the way we were raised, you know, and it's like sometimes that comes up and it's like, wait, I don't want to handle it like that, you know. But I find myself, you know, maybe impulsively doing that unless I, you know, okay, wait, this is what 
let's do this, you know? You have to like but, put the brakes on and be like, yeah, oh, this the ability is to breathe, like you said, you know? <laughs> I have to breathe. I keep forgetting that part yet. <laughs> and then it's like, no, I'm not because my body just does that naturally. <laughs> exactly. Isn't that funny? You're like, your brain just does that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I will let you know the date that I release this episode. And um, if you have any other input you want to give at some point, I am here. I'm so excited for your journey as a grandparent. I like, Yay. I love, and I love all your TikTok videos. You guys, if you don't, you're like, you're hilarious. I just, I love your energy. <laughs> it's and fun, you know, it's, that's fun. It's a hard process with social media because sometimes you're like, oh, I need to get off of social media, but it really depends who you follow and what you do on there. Because there's times where I see your videos and I'm just laughing. And I mean, like, <laughs> I know no everybody idea. tells me that my daughter too. She's like, I got to get off the Facebook. I can't, you know, and I'm like, I don't care. I just scroll by the politics and all yeah. that. Because that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in friends and family and what they do and how their life is going and you know, that's it. So, but yeah, just keep doing your thing, Betty. You're oh, awesome. Okay. You too. Thanks right. for, Thank for you. our community. You know, that's a beautiful thing. I appreciate it. I'll talk and to you, you later. You are teaching each and every day. So I know I tell, I tell my, my husband's like your everyday life. I'm like, I'm a teacher in my everyday life. <laughs> you are. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll talk to you All later. Right. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. <laughs>